Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about separating money and effort. So this month, we've been focusing on financial stewardship. And one of the concepts I want to talk about today is that often we associate with making money with a lot of effort, working away, working extremely hard to make money. We talked about the other day, it's not that we're supposed to be striving after money. We're not working for money. We're seeking after the kingdom of God. We're seeking first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. We're seeking after his plan, his purposes. And there's going to be work to do. And it's his blessing that makes rich. We take away the painful toil to it. And you think about some concepts when it comes to money and effort. You could be in the right place at the right time. You could buy a piece of real estate or a stock or some other kind of investment and just be at the right place at the right time. And you can make a whole bunch of money. You could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Invest in something that's the wrong thing. You can lose a whole bunch of money. How much effort was it? Wasn't that much more effort one way or the other? You see a lot of people that prosper in their work or their business. They don't working, they're not working any harder than many other people are. But they're prospering. We got to learn to separate the money and the effort. Just because we work hard doesn't mean the money flows. We're not working for money. It's God's blessing that adds to us. It's God's blessing that makes us rich. We have to learn how to trust in that. We work as a labor of love to walk out our purposes, to walk out our plans that God has for our life. But let's go over our filters for today. These filters are just little things that I use to help me stay in rhythm with God every day, to stay in step with him. I start with the big picture vision. These are things that I write at the top of my journal every night. So our big picture vision and our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint is to have abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Our program started for me about 10 years ago with Proverbs 13, 22. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? And so I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life because I figured wisdom would be the most important thing to pass on. And I just began to seek after God. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me, taught me this whole new way of living. Where we make him the source, we make him the center of it. He began to show me some blueprints for different ways to think about living, different ways to live my life. It wasn't always easy all the time, and I had to unlearn some old ways, let go of some old patterns, learn how to walk out this new way of living. And now we've got these blueprints. And our goal is to build abundant life training centers all over the world that are implementing these blueprints. The body of Christ working together in unity, beautifully. Building communities around these. And then this year specifically, we've been focused on 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And God's been starting to teach us about this beautiful land, this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ. And teaching us to possess it and to hold fast to it. And this month in September of 2022, we focused on financial stewardship, managing and multiplying everything that God has entrusted to us. And then this week, as we go around the yearly cycle, think of the circle or of a year, like a 360-degree view of who God is and all that he's done for us in Christ. Different times of year, just give, a, give us different reminders of what he's done for us. And right now, we're in what's called the 40 days of Teshuvah. And we talked about Teshuvah means to turn or to repent. And in Acts chapter 3, it says, if we would turn or repent, that times of refreshing would come upon us from the Lord's presence. 
And then today we're talking about separating money and effort. So some people might be asking, why are you taking communion every day? Well, as I developed these blueprints with God, one of the things that emerged was he began to teach me that daily communion was the most important thing. The most important thing. It's what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point in our life and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. And there's something so powerful about just remembering and not forgetting. Especially when we got busy days, we got issues and problems coming at us today. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in the New Covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. How we take it matters. Every time we take communion, take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and reverence and honor for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through to connect us back to God. And so the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer. That's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're usually going over some health and fitness tips because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive all you've given us in Christ and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's talk about making today a masterpiece. This is our time to examine ourselves. 
Because when it all comes down to it, it's always called today. We've got to walk out a relationship with God today. Learning how to walk out this new way of living. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about it, executing our four fundamentals. And bringing some presence and some fun and some energy into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember, God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps, there's some stages along the way. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. And then it's being willing to move forward with his plan, to put off our old ways, and to learn to walk out this new way of living, resting and trusting in him, walking in faith, walking in love, humility, forgiveness. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. So our first one, we got to get positioned in the light today. Every day we have a decision to make. We're going to walk in darkness or we're going to walk in the light. When issues and problems come at us this day today, we have a decision to make. Are we going to stay positioned in the light or are we going to get into the darkness? And very simply, the shortcut to all of this that I found is to be thankful. Be thankful in all circumstances. When we're in the light, we're walking in faith. We're walking in love. We're walking in forgiveness. We're walking in humility. And the shortcut to all that is to stay positioned in thankfulness. And when we take our position in the light, it's a big deal. Because when we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all on him. This unlimited, inexhaustible supply of everything that God has for us. His peace and joy and spirit and power and love and mind and wisdom. There's health and energy, purpose and grace. We become part of the family. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. So our first fundamental is get positioned in it. We're going to turn on the flow of this. Our second fundamental is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. It's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all those good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our heart. We will become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light, very simply, what are we focused on? I like to think of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, I've got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. And we could fill that up with venting and complaining and pouting, getting down. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God. Praising him for who he is. He's the God who's more than enough. He's our healer. He's our provider. He's our peace. He's our joy. He's our righteousness. We can praise him for all that he's done for us in Christ. He's forgiven us from all of our sins. He's released us from darkness, transferred us into the light, made us his children, made us to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ. We can praise him for all that he's done personally for us in our lives because that helps us to hold fast to it and not forget it. So we've got two options. Which basket are we going to fill up today? To magnify the light, we're going to fill up that basket of praise. This is not denying that there's issues or problems. Or rather, it's in the face of those issues and problems. Choosing to fill up that basket of praise, to stay focused on the light. That's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position and we're magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. We might find ourselves snapping at people or retaliating at people, maybe just acting in an ungraceful way. Might avoid people, give them the silent treatment, not talk to them. 
And on the inside, you feel the heaviness and the weight and the pressure, like it's all sitting on you. Might have feelings of fear or stress or worry, dreading things in the future. Might find yourself procrastinating on things that you know to do. Recognizing those symptoms. Because when we take our position in life, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people, peace in those relationships. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things he put in Christ begin to flow through us. It's like you get into the flow state. Everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. Talking about separating money and effort today. You get into this flow state. God's doing the work through you. It takes your effort out and the, still the money flows to you. As recognizing those symptoms. If we ever get off track, it's just turning it right back around. Get back into the light again. And the amazing news is it only takes about two seconds to get right back in the light again. It starts with the decision. You know what? I got to repent. I got to make a change. I'm off track right now. We humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I'm off track right now. I've missed it. We start thanking him and praising him for his goodness and his grace. I like to just thank him. You know, what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today. Help me to flow in this at a greater level in my life today. You go through that simple process, the weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental. We've got to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us. But we've got to stay tuned in to him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top with those filters that we started with today. I write those at the top of my journal every single night as a way to stay in rhythm with him, stay connected to him. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to stay in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the wins for the day? What are the ways I saw God showing up today? The things to praise him for. And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with our fourth fundamental. What do you know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God. I was toiling away in my mind, trying to figure everything out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we're going to get the day started right. We're going to remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And I feel like this is something we can imitate God in by looking at the very first words we see him speak in the Bible. Let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him and his word. We start praising and magnifying him. And then we start walking out that plan together with him. In full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, with all the doubt and unbelief removed, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, bringing what I call these beautiful solutions in our, into our life. These good and perfect gifts from above. Things that we can never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything he has for us into our lives. So today we're talking about separating money 
and effort. The two are just simply not related. There's so much evidence in the world that we can see that the two are not related. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for wisdom and insight into this today. Teach us to rest and to trust in you, that you are the source of it. We have work to do to walk out our purpose, to do the work that you call us to do. We have work to do in that area. But our work is to stay focused on you, to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, to seek after you. That's where the effort is. And we're going to trust that as we do that, that the money just begins to flow to us. Because you are the source of it. It's your blessing that makes rich and you add no painful toil to it. You're able to make all grace abound to us, having all sufficiency in all things at all times. We can abound to every good work and be generous on every occasion. As a father, I thank you for it. I thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Father, we're asking for your help to walk in this consistently. Just to take away the effort when it comes to money. We just thank you for sending Jesus. We'd all missed it. We'd all turned to our own ways. You didn't have to send him. But you chose to out of your great love for us. And if you would do that, how would you not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy? You laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. By his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed and destroyed by you so that we could be right with you. He could make us holy and perfect in your sight. We could approach you with freedom and confidence. And you raised him up from the dead. And you seated him at your right hand. And you raised us up together with him and seated us together with him in heavenly places. You made us one with him. You reconciled us to yourself through the body of your son. You made peace with us through his body. And we are very grateful for that. So, Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. He's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us. Gives us a fresh start in life. We get to walk out this new life in a covenant partnership with God. God being with us every step of the way. He's with us. He's for us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. That's a true gift. Something to rejoice over. So Father, I thank you for this cup. I ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right, health and fitness. You're doing your workouts. What do you do if something hurts? Here's the typical approach that I take. Number one, if something hurts while you're doing an exercise, you can use what I call touch points. 
Touch points are so simple. They're so effective. Just whatever spot feels tight or hurt or restricted, whatever it may be, just give it a very light touch with your finger, like the same amount of pressure you would touch the, the, the screen on your phone. And then repeat the movement again. A big percentage of the time is going to feel better pretty, pretty quickly. And then if it still hurts, let's work on restoring the range of motion. Let's work on doing the movement where you can do the movement with no pain. And then let's, once you can do the full range of motion, let's start working on adding back more resistance to it over time. Start small. Find what you can do that doesn't hurt. Maybe it's a smaller movement. Maybe it's less resistance. And build it back up. Restore it over time. If you'll do this, it's amazing how quickly the body responds. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the AbundantLifeTrainingCenter.com.